A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host. Andy Goldstein. And of course, we begin today with Man City tonking Southampton in the Premier League 5 2. Don't know why they didn't score nine. They're going backwards. And Liverpool qualifying for the Champions League quarters after getting past RB Leipzig. The final score in Budapest was Liverpool 2, Leipzig 0. Liverpool go through 4 0 on aggregate. Leipzig are, are, a, are a dis. Every time I see them, they're a disappointment. Liverpool cruised past them, really. They weren't really even stretched. It was a decent performance. I can't really gauge how good Liverpool were tonight because Leipzig are pretty average. Are Liverpool back? I don't know. Over the two legs, Leipzig really didn't do a great deal. They didn't look good enough at any point in that game, even over the two legs to get anything past Liverpool. Mm. Fabinho in midfield was a masterstroke. So Liverpool go through then. Number six is his position. He's <laughs> one of the best in the world in a position that's clear. Um, it was not only from him now defending-wise, um, really good. He played some good stuff as well. A masterstroke by Klopp to put Fabinho in midfield. A masterstroke. Also a masterstroke to put a goalkeeper in goal. Well done. Uh, Trent playing fullback. Masterstroke. He's a midfielder. So this is what Klopp did tonight, right? This is what Klopp did tonight. He played a midfielder in midfield and he played two centre-halves at centre-half. Yeah, masterstroke from Jurgen Klopp. Well done. Well, yes, he, he adds he adds to the midfield, doesn't he? He's a um, midfielder. Yes, he does. I mean, masterstrokes may be taken a little bit too far, um, but um, I know that I take the point that Beaky's made there. He's he's, he's playing in where he. No, where I'm he not having a pop Beaky. I'm just saying on social Why media. <laughs> on social media, they go, yeah. "Oh, what a fantastic decision to put him back into no, the." It's, a, it's an obvious obvious decision. Should have done it months ago. Well, yeah, he's that. That's. Well, we know that now. In the Champions League, we had kind of a momentum during that season in, in, the, in the Premier League. Not yet, but we have still enough games to try to get that back and, and win football games in the Premier League as well. And that would be helpful for the Champions League as well, definitely. Liverpool, I think, are the golden ticket. Because I've got a golden ticket. For any other side. I'll tell you why. Because no one actually wants to take on Porto, Dortmund, PSG. No one actually wants Real Madrid or Bayern or Man City or Chelsea. I think everyone was Liverpool. The way Liverpool got their injuries, they're playing appalling at the moment in the Premier League. You can't deny that. I think they're the golden ticket. Manchester City saw it out. They go 14 points clear at the top of the Premier League table. It's Manchester City 5, Southampton 2. The first 15-20 minutes, we faced the best team we ever faced this season. The way they played was remarkable, incredible, good. What they do, I'm really impressed. So good. We had now three games here and we always uh, yeah, played different now. This was the most offensive and the most uh, brave uh, performance and still, you see, it's not enough for us. But OK, we didn't expect to win here. A penalty never given to Manchester City. Don't quite understand why. Foden was taken out by McCarthy but managed to scramble. I'm an honest guy, you know, um, I don't like to dive and, you know, I try to stay on my feet as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, I would just like to be rewarded with the right um, thing and I thought it was a penalty. Foden 
has been silly to not go down and stay down because he doesn't have to get up. He's tried to get up because he thinks he can score. He's got no benefit. You don't from get any it. points from the being only, honest. The only no points from being honest. McCarthy's the only one that benefited from that. He knows it was a foul. He knows it was a, a penalty, and he got away with one. Where's the Where's the credit? Just about stay on his feet, tried to score. VAR and the referee, Jonathan Moss, had a look at it. No penalty, apparently. Looked as clear as you'll see. Yeah, it's a shame, you know. I think, um, like, with their penalty, I think he um, exaggerated a little bit, and that's the reason he got the penalty. So, yeah, it's a shame this happens, but, you know, it's football. If you were his manager, would you have said to him, you should have gone down? Go down, stay down. 100%. I think Foden showed a little bit of naivety there, actually. He wants to score, and that's a good thing. But at the time, it was 1-1, and Southampton were playing well. And I don't get that. I don't get that credit for standing on your feet. That doesn't wash with me. What would football want or expect in that situation? And in my opinion, I would want the referee to make the right decision and for the decision to be taken out of the player's hands. The player's responsibility is to play the game and the referee's and decision is to make Play the game the and, and win. Do what you can to win. And win. Now, Manchester United appointed John Murtagh in the new role of football director, while former midfielder Darren Fletcher has been promoted to technical director. We'll hear the thoughts of United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and he also hinted at some news on Edison Cavani's future. But we start with Simon Jordan, who believes Murtagh's appointment is good news for the United Academy. If you look at the criteria that John Murtagh comes from, it's a vast difference between being an academy-based individual that deals with performance statistics to stepping up a level to being the, the man responsible for blue-chip recruitment, mm. i.e. top-end players. So they obviously believe that there's a real fundamental requirement to ensure that the production line of top-quality players that Manchester United should be producing is there. They can constantly and repeatedly look at the dynamics of the Marcus Rashford blueprint or the Mason Greenwood blueprint. Because if you can get those players like the Phil Foden's Greenwoods of the world into your team for an academy structure, you ain't spending 50, 60 million pounds to get them. I've known John since I came. Uh, he was here when I came and he's, he's now, it's more of a formal role, more, uh, say, the title, job title. He's still been working behind the scenes and I work well with him. We know we're a work in progress. Very happy with uh, what we have. So we've still got the continuity of the last few years. And I think he's just been seen as this natural step up he's well known within the club he's well respected and it's an appointment that might not be as glamorous as a Monchi or Van der Sar or an Overmars or whatever but it, he, he offers that operational side of things and, and consistency and it sounds like he and I can understand why people might think he'd be a yes man or something but it doesn't sound like he's that kind of personality Edison Cavani and Manchester United win the game Edison Cavani's first Manchester United goal well Edison's fully focused on being available for us and uh, being uh, working really hard to get fit from my bad Portuguese and his better English uh, he's very proud to, uh, to play for Man United he's always is going to give his best if it's beyond this season as well uh, a decision hasn't hasn't been made and he's as we've uh, we've said he's, he's made a great contribution so far we're just working on getting him back on the pitch and fit and we'll convince him you know when the weather in Manchester improves and Manchester United against AC Milan is live on TalkSport tonight and it's a 5.55 kickoff or 5-6 to six. or in a slightly wackier way at 65 minutes to 7 or, oh, just forget it. Anyway, Borussia Dortmund's Erling Haaland scored twice against Sevilla, helping the German side reach the Champions League quarterfinals. And Jason Cundy labelled the youngster a cheap buyer, a mere £100 million on last night's sports bar. Well, actually, the night before. We'll hear from his national captain, not Cundy's, Haaland's, Stefan Johansson, 
Simon Moni Moni Jordan, but first, here's Trevor Sinclair, who believes if any club in the Premier League were to sign the Norwegian, he'd be more than just a big name signing. You look at Manchester United, you look at Liverpool, you look at Manchester City, you look at Chelsea, all them clubs are screaming out for a striker like Haaland. And if they get him in, I think it changes it changes the game. You talk about marquee signings. This is not a marquee signing. There's a difference. This is a transformative signing. This is a signing that when you get him in the doors at your football club, your club start competing for league titles, if not winning them, and Champions League titles. That's how important I think he can be. Obviously, Premier League is the biggest league in the world. No doubt about that. But he's at a great club now, which is doing well in the German League, in the Champions League. I think it's a great place for him to develop. For him to come to the Premier League would be fantastic. As a player, it suits him perfectly. He's strong, he's fast, his finishing is unbelievable. He has that aura about him, which is a horrible player to play against. Given the fact that everyone is raving about him because of his performances, he's going to be at a price point that is going to be prohibitive to whomsoever you mention. Who's going to pay 150 to 200 million pounds, euros, whatever it is? That the, who's going to write a cheque for that? Probably the only people that really can do it are either PSG and Manchester City. He's a 200 million euro player. Who is going to write that checkout? Now, the Spurs manager, Jose Mourinho, is desperate to celebrate a landmark year for himself and owner Daniel Levy by getting his hands on some silverware. Levy joined Tottenham 20 years ago this week and only has a league cut to show for it. Laughter track, please. <laughs> Ahead of the game against Dinamo Zagreb tonight, the special once couldn't help getting a dig in at Arsenal ahead of the weekend's North London derby. But first, this is Jose on landing some silverware this season, something I alluded to earlier on in this statement. Trophies are the salt and pepper of, uh, of football. And I would love to, not just for him, for him, for the players, for the fans, for everyone, I would love to to help for that to, uh, to happen. And I'm not... Uh, I'm not a big guy on on stats and this kind of things, but my 1,000 official match is going to arrive this season too. And uh, for a career where uh, I've been lucky enough to win so many things, it would be also nice for him to celebrate my 1,000 official matches, winning a trophy for for Tottenham. We are going to try. Let's see if it's possible. Well, we have a massive uh, week with uh, the next uh, four games that we have in, in a short period. Uh, we have to manage the squad. Hi, Jose. The scheduling of this fixture means that you're at home uh, tomorrow while Arsenal are in Greece. Do you expect that to give you an advantage on Sunday in terms of freshness and that just add a, add a bit of zip in terms of physicality? On the 6th of December, we played against Arsenal in our stadium. On the 3rd of December, Arsenal played at home against Rapid Vienna. And at the same time, we were playing in the ice in Linz against Lask Linz. We landed in London 3 a.m. Was that an advantage for Arsenal? Simon Jordan here. You and I both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Now, Test Cricket is dead. Well, tell me something we didn't know. Oh, hold on, wait. That should say Test Cricket is dead if England rotate players in this year's Ashes series down under, according to the former skipper Michael Vaughan. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I meant. We'll hear from Gareth Nora Batley shortly, but first, here's Alex Tudor, the former England fast bowler, rubbishing those claims from Vaughan. Obviously, with a World Cup coming up, that was always going to happen. But unfortunately, with the way the Test series went, 
and the rotation policy and, and what they were and what they were doing. When you lose, you always open yourself up for criticism. Seamus Bolden! First delivery! England and North for one first ball. If the rotation had worked and everyone had done what they were due to do and we would performed well. Um, but we've got to remember, this is India. India don't lose at home too often. You know, I think they've only lost twice in, I know, over 10 years or so. Once was when England went in 2012. But apart from that, India do not lose. So if we were thinking that England were going to go to India and run riot, it was never going to happen. Why are we playing this? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, it's Gareth Batty's intro music. I know from, from conversations with players that are in that bubble and in this setup that it's made for the right reasons, and it's exactly what you alluded to there that, um, you know, being stuck in these bubbles in a foreign uh, country with your family at home, they're going through the pandemic just as you are, but in, you know, with thousands of miles in between, it's a real strain, and then you throw in high pressure performance. Look, I'm not saying that uh, it's uh, it's undoable. Of course it is. But um, I, I actually believe that uh, Chris Silverwood and England are, are ahead of the curve. And I think other countries have said that by actually trying to get a bit of a rest and rotation for these players to try and get better performance out of them. And don't forget that England's opening T20 against India is live and exclusive over on TalkSport 2 tomorrow from 1pm. Now, are Celtic all that? Well, no according to Adrian Durham. He said that no Celtic players will get into the Scottish Premiership Team of the Year. All Rangers players, obviously. Yeah, this will be worth a listen. Now, you know that phrase, captain, leader, legend. None of that applies to Scott Brown. Another one treated like a legend whose Celtic career will be remembered for beers by the pool in Dubai while Rangers ran away with it. It was only good when Rangers weren't around. Ryan Christie, decent, but he'd be... At Rangers, he'd be a ball boy. Callum McGregor, now he might be in the Rangers matchday squad. He is decent. Might make the bench. Elianusi, one goal in 14 since Boxing Day. Pathetic. He's on the Lennon banter bus with Scott Brown and Shane Duffy. Odds on Edward. Dreams of being Alfredo Morelos. Not one Celtic player is worthy. Scottish Premiership Team of the Year is as follows. McGregor Rangers, Tavernier Rangers, Goldson Rangers, Holanda Rangers, Barisic Rangers, Kamara Rangers, Davis Rangers, Aribo Rangers, Hadji Rangers, Kent Rangers, Morelos Rangers, Manager Gerard Rangers. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. A quick reminder that Manchester United against AC Milan, that's live on TalkSport in, of course, the Europa World League Championship at 5-6. to six. At the same time over on TalkSport 2, you can hear Slavia Prague against Rangers and then at 8pm, Olympiacos take on Arsenal in the Europa League again. That's live on TalkSport 2. And that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar tonight from 10pm on TalkSport, taking your calls on all those games in the Europa League World Club Championships. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to go get it. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.